Thanks for joining us on Sandful Radio, Zach Milbank here and with me today is a 100 gamer in round 10 of the Host Plus Sandful League this Monday, South Adelaide's Keegan Brooksby. Keegan, uh, congratulations, uh, no doubt reaching triple figures will mean a lot to you. Yeah, thanks Zach, um, yeah, it's a pretty special thing to be able to achieve, I think family connection to the club has always been something that, that strive to um yeah lucky enough to be able to get out there and get 100 on the board this weekend uh, not just luck there's been a lot of hard work and sheer persistence to get there for you uh, but tell us about the family bloodlines obviously your dad phil played 278 games between 1978 and 1989 and your uncle graham 125 games from 79 to 84 so growing up in at home uh, no doubt you knew a lot about the beloved panthers yeah certainly i mean the club has changed a fair bit since then at that point in time home ground was adelaide oval and, <laughs> and the, there's, a, there's a link to panther park as well and then there was home games at footy park um so so there wasn't really ever a, a club that I got to go to as a kid until mm. um, we moved to Norlunga. And I remember yeah, going there when I was five, five years old, I think, and and planting some of the trees around the, um, the fence line there and mm. seeing seeing it evolve. So until like I was, wasn't wasn't born when when they were playing, um, yeah. so missed out on that. But that was the first that's the first real memory I have of of being involved in the football club, and then yeah some of the other past players going out there as well and their families and they've they got a couple of kids um, that we kick around with, especially the butlers and the fair clothes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I certainly remember crossing paths with a lot of former players as a kid. Um, never got to see dad play, but, but yeah. always had some involvement from, from a young age and now sort of seeing the journey that the club's been on to, to make no longer... Um, it's home and certainly the home for the future as well yeah. um, and connect with the southern community and continue to watch that improve and, and the links there grow um, to the point where we had a number one draft pick last yeah. year, Jason, who had been through all the programs there. So that's really exciting for the future of the club as well. And um, Yeah, I've sort of come in all sorts of different angles into to how involved with South Adelaide, but um, mm. yeah, stoked, stoked for the journey and the club certainly means a lot to me and my family. Tell us about the planting of the trees down there at Flinders University Stadium. Um, was that in the lead up to the grand opening in 1995, round one? Oh yeah, I felt like I was a kid so it's hard to remember exactly, <laughs> but I just I can picture it still. Yeah. Um, Memories are a bit foggy yeah. <laughs> going back that far, but um, I, yeah, I can just remember. I think it was a working bee or a day there where where we went out and um, all the past players were there and current staff and players as well, and whoever mm-hmm. was willing to help out was involved. And yeah, um, yeah, I can just I remember being at the top of the the hill behind the goals down the the northern end yep. um, there, and then going onto the outer side as well. And yeah. Do, That's do you, where it all started, I suppose. Yeah. Do you remember, like, do you often sometimes at training and when you're there sort of just take a moment to sort of gaze over and sort of remember back to that memory? Like, it's pretty, pretty special. Yeah, not really. I mean, it wasn't <laughs> something I really probably thought about when, yeah. when I was a bit younger and then coming back this year um, and some people have asked some questions and yeah. sort of just like, oh, well, the reason as to why I wanted to come back was 
was because of the the background and the history and mm. um, how important the club is and what I wanted to achieve for the club as well. Um, sure. And yeah, you just sort of remember some things that happened a long time ago or along the way, as well as other mm. memories as well. Um, you can go through, but yeah, it wasn't something that you sort of sit there and go, oh, I remember doing that, but it's just, it just came back over time. Yeah. Um, yeah, as, as something that I remember, and I don't really know why or, yeah. or how, but it's, it's the thing that is the first yeah. memory of, of the football club. Are you obviously still trying to chase that uh, premiership drought, which is, or breaking the premiership drought, which obviously exists since 1964, and no doubt that was a huge driving force to come back and play this year, even though it wasn't overly um, uh, easy for you to do. So we'll chat about that in a minute. Yeah, absolutely. Um, again, the club's been close for a few years now, and I suppose leaving, or when I got the opportunity to go in the AFL at the end of 2014 after we just lost that final to, to Port Adelaide, the prelim final mm. to Port Adelaide, when we probably felt we were on this journey of, of being able to compete consistently for a period of time. Um, in a different lifetime, you don't get drafted and you stay there and maybe things are, are different, but that burning desire to, to get back to that point in particular and then go a little bit better... Um, is a driving factor for me. I've always wanted to to compete at the highest level and be the best that I can be, but winning yep. is very important as well. Um, yeah, and to be able to try and do that and achieve that at, at South Adelaide um, is something that was sort of set in place like all those mm. years ago. And then just by nature of what I'm individually like and, and wanting to do with my life, um, the, the opportunity to do it over the last six, seven years hasn't necessarily been there. And, mm. yeah, like you can sit back now and be like, oh, well, who knows? But the reality is who knows? And it might not have worked out that way anyway. So being now, um, it's there's still an opportunity to be able to do it. And I think coming off the back of prelim final and obviously there's a fair bit of turnover in the list, but, yep. but, but we're still well-placed to be able to compete and mm. as much as some of the results might not have gone our way this year there's been a lot of close losses and we're yeah. doing i think a lot of things right um yeah it just hasn't quite gone our way yet but that's not to say that in the second half of the season we're not gonna get on a winning run and, and be very dangerous come finals time as well exactly right you've been extraordinarily hit by injury this year too which hasn't helped things and uh sunday's loss to the eagles by a point sort of almost summed up your season in a way you just the luck just hasn't been there yeah it's funny that game as well like after the game you look back you're like what how are you trying to how are you trying to score and it was almost implied i think i've never played the game that was <laughs> like that since I don't even know when like I've played in games that have been very wet yeah. and the ground's been covered in water um, yeah. but the the ability like you just couldn't do anything to try and generate a score at all either team mm. really mm-hmm. for the whole second half um, and you're like it would have just turned into luck and I think we had that passage of play where Brownie in his first game almost yeah. hit the goal and like if he had kicked it you'd have been like oh that was a great win but shit it was probably pretty lucky as well mm-hmm. and I think the Eagles would have felt the same like yeah, um, yeah. yeah maybe not so much luck in that game but um, yeah we're, we're still doing everything right and competing really hard and mm-hmm. I don't think anyone watching any of the games so far this year could question the effort or the commitment of any of the players 
indeed um, tell us about your commitment this year it's absolutely tremendous uh, to just uh, line up each week in the navy blue uh, you're obviously living and working over there in melbourne uh, with the hawthorne football club um just give us an insight into what a week looks like for you keegan uh, it's interesting um I, th- I think we've got a pretty good um flow at the moment so my role at hawthorne is the academy manager um deals with NGA, father-son, father-daughter, pathways to be able to get to Hawthorne Oil. We've also got the 12 programs at Box Hill for mm-hmm. the men and the women. Um, so there's a lot of football every week, and mm. I think if you break it down, really, like you play a game on a Monday, you're doing recovery or recovery job, you're not really doing a whole lot of training. Um, some review, which can be done online, and Jared and Brent Riley do a great job of, of organising that Um to be able to be involved in and then mm-hmm. you're looking at a Friday which is a captain's run or the day before a game depending on when it is this week we're playing on a, on a Monday so it's Sunday um, and being able to get over for a captain's run with the group is something that with the flexibility of, of the role I'm able to, to do yep. um, and agree to at the start of the year so that's sort of two out of the three and then you're just looking at one main training for the week to be able to get volume in and, and maintain fitness and keep your skills sharp and whatnot and for the most part linking in with the AFL men's program here at Hawthorne and oh, yeah. um, being an extra number on the track where they need it um, mm-hmm. as a player yep. which has been very topical at the moment because they've had no rucks so I've had mm-hmm. that oh, I've been involved in the match team and, and yeah. playing as, as a as a ruck for, for them a training certainly gets or ticks that box as well so yep. like it's kind and there's also options to be able to do that at, at Box Hill depending on how the week's looking um, mm-hmm. so I think you've got a relatively good flow the hardest bit really was probably the pre-season and, and the bits just before the game started because okay. um, you have to get more main sessions in and how do you do that if you're doing it by yourself how like what are you doing by yourself? And yeah, that's not yeah. always as, as much fun as doing it with other people. Um, yeah, so I, I think we've, we've done a really good job of being able to make it work and there was something mm. that I was keen to do um, and I think that I thought that we could get a good result and, and make it work and I think to this point, well, I haven't missed any games through injuries. I no. missed one in round two because of COVID, which you can't do anything about. Mm. Um, and I think performance-wise, it's been at the level that, that I was expecting of myself as well. So mm. um, I think we've tick, ticked all the boxes. It's certainly not the same and it's certainly not easy as yeah. being in, in one place, but mm-hmm. was it, it was something that I thought we could make work and, um, yeah, to this point, yeah. I think been proven right. It's just the, yeah. It would be nice if we had to get a couple more wins yeah. and sit back and be like, yeah, this is going really well instead yep. of like, this is going well. Uh, how are you going with fatigue was uh, with the flying is that not too much of a problem i suppose it's only an hour flight isn't it yeah certainly the, uh, the hour flight makes it easier than having to travel across the country to perth or something like that um mm. there's there is a learning curve on on how to make it work i mean the, the benefit of this is that in the NEFL, if you go back a few years basically every week we'd be traveling somewhere anyway mm. um in the hubs we had to travel everywhere like i've been used to having to to play games and prepare differently every single week and mm-hmm. um, the experience of that I think puts me in a good position. It's not as easy when you're doing it by yourself as when you're doing it in a group and lots of things are organised for you but mm. but the fact that mum and dad um, both retired at home so there's a car there, there's, oh, yeah. there's a bed there, there's food in the fridge, you don't need to go to, to <laughs> the supermarket every week and try and 
organise something. Um, certainly, there's a lot of small wins along the way that add up to making it easier for me mm. that I don't think you'd be able to do if you didn't have that support. Yeah, uh, terrific. It certainly is a team effort on and off the field, that is for sure. Um, what about the support of uh, your partner, Abby, as well? Um, she's doing wonderful things with her career and still managing to have a kick as well. Yeah, she pulled on the boots a couple of times for, for Hawthorne VFLW in the yeah. last few weeks, which um, I think is a great result for her. It's been through a lot of injury from basically when we met and her time at the Crows. She's never really been able to have a, a run at playing because surgery, multiple surgeries on the knee and then COVID and then COVID again. And it's like, oh, well, this was a, like the problem probably the last opportunity to be able to play um, consistent football. Um, mm. And then, yeah, she's done a great job of rehabbing her, her knee to be able to get back to the point where she, she's able to play. Mm-hmm. And then she's put a couple of good games together, which I was lucky enough to, to go and watch a couple of them as well, which lined up nicely because we're obviously living all over the place and she yeah. does a lot of travel with her work as well. Um, yeah, so we knew that this year was going to be pretty full-on in some yeah. ways um, with this, but it was something that, again, she's been through as well in, in her life as an athlete, but also mm. commuting from Darwin to Melbourne to, to start her media career as well. Um, yeah, so we were on the same page and we're making it work and it's great to see some of the things that she's doing, the opportunities she's getting in the media landscape that are going to keep on on growing as well. It's, it's kind of funny because... Mm-hmm. At the start of the year, we, we looked at it and it was like AFLW for her starts first week of January, basically, yep. um, which was fine. And like my role being Melbourne starting at the same time. Um, and then we'd roll into AFL season would start, and then I'd be going back and forth a bit, and she mm. might be more based in Melbourne. And then the AFLW at that point in time, it was like, oh, well, that will start again the year after and then they've brought it forward to, to August so now there's no break until that season finishes yeah, which will be amazing. December so it's literally about mm. 52 weeks of the year basically um, at football which is which is a hell of a lot but yeah. um, <laughs> you sort of have to have to make it work this year and then yep. um, reset a little bit when they when they figure out the AFLW season going forward yeah, we'll soon see how that pans out. And, of course, for the listeners' benefit, we're talking about Abby Holmes, obviously Crows Premiership player and now Channel 7 commentator. Um, Keegan, well, before you met Abby, I remember you being very supportive of the women's program at South Adelaide and being out there helping at training and coaching in a capacity as well. Um, it's amazing to see how the women's game has um, really uh, taken off in the last couple of years. It's just fantastic to see, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. It's, as you mentioned, been involved with the women's stuff from the start, really, at South Adelaide and also going out and helping Robbie Neal out with the state programs um, for the for the SA girls a while ago now. Um, yeah, it's always been something I've been interested in and, and feel like there's certainly a lot of benefit to the, to the game of football by having women's football being played at clubs. Um, yeah, and, and the, the excitement... Of, of watching it grow and develop to the point now, even at Hawthorne, where being involved with the recruiting process, we've got an AFLW team coming in, start pre-season next week. So uh, involvement in that, watched a lot of the, the NAB League girls in particular and the state programs through that, and then mm-hmm. also have a role in the, the coaching ranks, supporting Beck Goddard um, as strategy, opposition, midfield, mm-hmm. Sort of, there's multiple multiple roles in there. Yeah. Um, 
but it's really exciting and, and for Hawthorne in particular, having a team come in when we haven't been able to have one for the last few years and then the excitement about building a list and what our team's going to look like and how we're going to play and everything's new and, yeah, it's, it's really exciting and, uh, yeah, like a lot of people you talk to that, that get involved might not have thought that they were going to be that interested at the start and then they sort of get get to see what the girls are like and how much they love it and it's a very different space to what the boys are, especially mm. when, they, when they're younger. Um, yeah, and they sort of get the bug and then they don't want to leave. Yeah. Um, yeah, which, which, yeah, it's, it's hard to explain, but once you've seen it, it's, it's yeah, very, very special and, and different to the boys. That's exciting to see, that is for sure. Uh, your milestone game in particular against North Adelaide at Flinders University Stadium on the holiday Monday. It's going to be an absolute beauty and in the context of the season, it's uh, incredibly important for you. Yeah, absolutely. Again, when we played North Adelaide the other week, oh, it's going back a few weeks now, we thought we were probably a little bit um, unfortunate. We shot ourselves in the foot by, I can't remember, we kicked a lot of behinds or mm. they started well or something. But but we walked away feeling like, oh, we were in the game the whole time and we probably could have won if it wasn't for us making um some errors and whether that's through experience or, or just going through a bad patch, making some bad game decision errors um, probably cost us. Mm-hmm. And then you've seen how North has gone on and the sitting at the top of the ladder and you're like, yeah, well, that performance probably franked some of the form, but we just haven't been able to string string the wins together like we would have liked. And the Eagles game again on the weekend was, was very similar. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, so getting back on, the horse and hopefully having a win this week we certainly set up the second half of the season and yeah we were thereabouts last time we played them and I think mm. that we've, we're in a position where that's the minimum that we're going to expect again this time and yep. um, yeah, we got, got the confidence to go into every game that we're playing at the moment thinking that we, we're going to win mm. um, we just need a bit of reward for effort and uh, a nice little uh, thing that uh, the two Ruckman in the game will be having a milestone, you with your 100th and uh, North's Mitch Harvey with his 150th as well. Yeah, he's going pretty <laughs> well. Big Mitch, to play 150 in the SNFL is a, is a great effort as well. Mm. You look back over the time and, and the guys that have played a lot of games 20 years ago are playing 25 games a year. Yeah. Um, whereas now the season's 18 games and to play, I don't know how old he is, he's been what, late 20s, but to play yeah. 150 by that age, you're setting yourself up to, to have a pretty good career at the end of it um, and he's certainly a, a tough opponent to play against and he's in some good form, so I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to the battle indeed. Keegan, thank you very much for your time on Sample Radio. We do appreciate that and wishing you all the best for your 100th Host Plus Sample League game for South Adelaide against North Adelaide at Flinders Uni Stadium on Monday. No worries. Thanks, Zach.